Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 42 of Season 4 of Move Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom-com when Harry met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today is Jess Rogers, a former uh, movie blogger who is going to get back on the wagon one of these days. One of these <laughs> One welcome, of these days, yeah. Welcome back to the show, Jess. Thanks, Rob. It's so nice to be here. <laughs> it is. It is. And, uh, you know, we, we're just spending so much time together. But, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but is that really what you're going to wear? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where it's going. Yeah. So minute 42 begins with Sally giving an answer and ends with Sally making an observation. So yesterday we were spending some time in, in the Met, you know, in, in the uh, Temple of Darden. And, you know, Harry did this funny voice and was saying some very uh, fun tongue twisters filled with alliteration. And at the end, he decided to switch gears. I Actually, I think that was his whole plan in the, from the beginning, but whatever. Well, that we'll never <laughs> know for sure. And then he asks Sally if she actually wants to go to a movie with him. You know, he hears that there's this really good movie named when Harry Met Sally playing, you know, that maybe they would go to go check out, you know, even though even though it is 1987, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and we get we, we ended yesterday with a little bit of an awkward moment where Sally didn't really know how to respond. And she says, oh, no. Um, and today starts off with her saying, I'd love to, Harry, but I can't. So. He continues with his voices and he says, what do you have? A hot date? Well, yeah, yeah, really? And at this point, he drops the accent. You know, I think he's a little shocked that. uh, Yeah, I think he is. You know, and she goes, yeah, I was going to tell you about it, but I don't know. I felt strange about it. Why? Well, because we've been spending so much time together and I think it's great that you have a date. You do? Yep. So. First of all, I, I think she's also a little disappointed that she has to say no to him at the beginning. You know, it, it's the I think idea, she is. It's the idea that that uh, you know I actually would rather spend time with you than with this blind date that I have no idea who he is or whatever. I mean, isn't that always true? You'd always rather spend time with your best friends than an awkward potential first date. Correct, correct. But but you do you know if if. You know, when when someone is dating, so they're they're looking for someone to spend their life with, you know, or mm-hmm. at, at least we hope that that's what they're looking forward to, you know. But you know that that that's the the goal. Obviously, on the one hand, you want to spend time with your friends, but you know, you want to move on with life right. also from that same perspective. Yeah. You know, and here they they have the added you know uh, dilemma, you know, that that their friend is someone of the opposite sex. You know, it's not someone, right. you know, it's not she, you know, she has a choice to go out with her girlfriends or he has a chance to go out with the guys. And, you know, instead, I'm going to go, 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 go on a date, you know, that type of thing. You know, yeah. I'm sure most people listening have been in that type of situation where, you know, you're going to, you have a choice of hanging out with friends of the same sex or going on a date. And most of the time you're going to say, oh, well, I can, you know, meet my friends anytime. You know, so I'll just, right. but here. And- here she has somewhat regret in her voice and on her face when she says that she'd love to, but she can't. Well, definitely that. But then she kind of moves really quickly into, 
feeling more awkward about it again that I was going to tell you, but I didn't know if we'd crossed a line. Like she's unsure of where their line is now. Correct. Correct. Well, crossing the line in a good way. You know, she didn't know if they crossed the line where they can have these type of conversations or not. I mean, but, but I mean, last week we had the whole uh, montage of, of all these things that they're, they're already doing, you know, they're sitting and talking, uh, you know, while they're, while they're both watching Casablanca, you know, the whole, uh, right. the whole mailbox scene, which I love, you know, they, they, they really start to get, the, they, have, they have the little scene, you know, in the Chinese restaurant, yeah. you know, which I never right. noticed before oh. I started, before I watched it this closely, I, I just never, yeah. never paid attention to that, to that, that that's what they were doing there, you know? And so it's a little strange that she doesn't know that they've already crossed that line where they can talk about other things in their lives. But I guess relationship was the one thing that they didn't. And I think maybe I, yes, that they've crossed the line where she could tell him about it as friends, but I think maybe she's nervous that they have maybe crossed that line of dating where you don't tell the person you're on a date with currently that you have another date, right? that you are dating multiple people. So it, this sort of convers this conversation starts to feel that weird bit of awkward. Like, are we dating? Are we not dating? Um, and I think they do. She does a good job. I felt strange about it because we've been spending so much time together, right. like time together dating or time together being friends. Like, why is it? Why are they starting to feel? Why is she feeling awkward if they're just friends? Correct. It's actually funny that you just mentioned the the uh, you know multiple dating you know at the same time because it just reminded me of a story something happened to me once you know I, I went on a date it was a nice time it wasn't it wasn't great it wasn't terrible it was something I said okay I'll go out another time I went home and I was talking with my roommate and the roommate said oh how was your date and I told him and then uh, he said what's your name and I told him and then he said wait a second and then he went and got our third roommate and said what's the name of the girl you're going out with tomorrow night. And it was the same girl, you know, like no she, way. <laughs> she had, she had no clue that she had made, that she had agreed to two blind dates with roommates. With you roommates. Know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, yeah. I actually thought that, that the two of them were more suited for each other. So I, you know, stepped back and said, all right, I'm not going to go out with her again. And that was it. Uh, it didn't work out for them either, but it doesn't matter. It's just, it's very funny. Yeah. You, know, you just mentioned that. And that's the first thing that popped into my mind that, that something like that happened to me. And, you know, the girl yeah. didn't say anything about it, that she was going on another date, you know, cause why would she? Sure. Cause why would she? You know, that, that makes yeah. sense. Um, and, but you only do that with people you consider y- yourself dating. Correct. Like you don't do that with your friends. Right. You would tell your friends that you're going out on this date. So the fact that Sally is nervous about telling Harry that she has a date kind of makes me think that Sally kind of feels like they're dating. Right. Okay. There, there is something point, to that. Harry doesn't. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, Harry doesn't. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that tomorrow. Why Harry? Why, why we know <laughs> that Harry realizes they're not dating. <laughs> right. Because right. when Harry dates, yeah. you know, there, there, there are certain. It's a little there, there are certain aspects of, of a date that. That, that for him clarifies as a date, but whatever. Well, Harry clearly thinks they're still friends because it ends with, is that what you're going to wear? Right. Like he's, he's willing to be almost sibling like in his commentary on what, what are you going to wear? Like my brother would comment like that. Are you going to, 
Is that you what see, you're aware on this? You stage? see, I would, I, I would actually, I, I see that in a different way. I don't see it that he's, mm. that he's saying it in a brotherly way. I think he's looking at it oh. and saying, you know, he's, he's definitely trying to compliment her and saying, you know, because he, because he continues with it. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll actually, I'll go into the dialogue of that. Sure, sure. You know, where he says, yeah. is that what you're going to wear? Now, what's funny is, is this is, you know, someone mentioned, uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, that she's wearing the Annie Hall, um, yes, you know, clothes. She is. You know, the, the, it's definitely, it's exactly what Annie Hall wore, you know, that, that, that they're copying. I mean, obviously there are a lot of similarities between this movie and Annie Hall, but, yes, you know, she, my, when I look at the way she's dressed, that's probably not the way that someone should, should dress for a first date. You know, for her hanging out with Harry all day, I can understand that. So I'm thinking that Harry's looking at her and saying, well, wait a second, you know, you're going out on the first date and this is, this is what you're going to wear. You know, right. he's not true. No, I... you know, he's he, on the one hand, he wants to help her, but on the other hand, you know, he, he's still looking out for himself along the way. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the first comment is that what you're going to wear feels sort of sibling like, but then we get this quick reveal that he's actually looking at her Correct. in a way of evaluating her clothing in some right. way. So, so Harry basically says to her, is that what you're going to wear? And she goes, yeah. Well, I don't know. Why? So then Harry says, I think you should wear skirts more. You look really good in skirts. I do? Yeah. So, you know, he's... he's yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 a very strange comment to come from a friend for to say it that way. You know that you look good in skirts or you look better in skirts. Right. Although, if I was talking to my girlfriend and she was getting ready to go out on a date, I might say something quite similar to that. You look good in skirts. You should wear skirts. More. But that's different coming and from a female saying that to another female as opposed to a male saying I agree. It to a female. Right. I and so. Especially when they date members of the opposite sex. Like, there's ways of trying to figure out how can they be friends. And it's another push towards can they be friends and say these things? Can you compliment somebody's physical appearance? Right. And not mean something sexual or romantic Correct. about it. Correct. So, all right, what, what do you know about skirts? Um, I mean, I've worn them. I don't look good in them because I feel uncomfortable when I wear them. <laughs> well, because Harry didn't tell you that you look good in skirts. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> it's true. And Harry probably wouldn't. <laughs> so how how far back do you think it goes that people that, that people wore skirts, not just women, because there were men wearing skirts also? Well, yeah. You know, we, we, we still have that now sure. in Scotland, you know, where men are wearing a type of, of skirt. Course. Let's put it that way. It's not, they don't call it a skirt. It's a manly, no, it's a manly not. skirt. <laughs> so how far back do you think it goes? Um, well, it's such a comfortable, versatile clothing piece that I would bet it goes back basically to the beginning. It's, it's like the evolution of a toga, isn't it? Um, I would guess, I don't know, the fifteen hundreds. Fifteen hundreds? You said going back all the way to the no. beginning. So they. They actually so, found yeah, the they found proof then. of it from from uh, fifty seven hundred BC. Whoa! Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't far off with from the beginning. I <laughs> no, that you wrong that date, you got right. That was just a <laughs> well. Everything yeah. began after the Black Death in the fifteen hundreds. So yeah, of course. Sure. <laughs> we just forget about all that stuff beforehand. Yeah, no, it's 
it's yeah. amazing to me that I mean I guess it, it makes sense because it's just easier just to to wrap yeah. some some uh, fabric you know around your waist you know for men or for women sure. you know cover covers up yeah. uh, anything that needs to be covered up and you know it it's uh, I guess somewhat more uh, flexible and easy you know it it's uh, it's not constraining at all. Um, yeah, and there's nothing to sew to make it form fitting, and it's a lot easier to just sort of tie it around your waist. Correct. Um, so, how many different types of of uh, skirts do you think there are? Now, I'm talking about you know the the different cuts, not not like you know not like uh, leather skirts and and <laughs> different fabrics and things like that. Right. How many do you think there are? In my closet alone, there's probably 10. So I would guess there's more like 15 or there 20. There are 44 different types of skirts that I found. That does not actually surprise me. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll just mention a few of them. Uh, I, I won't go through all of them because it's probably a little uh, little too much. Yeah. So the first one, you have the, you have the A-line skirt, which is a... a that was the most right. common, I would mm -hmm. think. It looks like the capital letter A. Um, you have the bell-shaped bell skirt. Uh, again, you know, it looks like a church bell or sure. cylindr cylindrical. Uh, you have a circle skirt. You have a, mm -hmm. what's known as a full skirt. A gourd skirt. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I don't know what that is. A gourd skirt is a skirt that's, that fits through the waistline and flares at the hem. It may be made from four to 24 shaped sections. It dates from the 14th century and, must be in, and was much used in the 19th century. It was very popular in the late 1860s, mid-1890s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I can visualize that. And it's now worn as a classic skirt style. Um, you have a sure. pleated skirt. You have a short skirt. Mm -hmm. You have a straight skirt. You have an underskirt, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. Um, ballerina skirt. Broom, broomstick skirt. Yep. Uh, bubble skirt. Yep. Cargo skirt. I'm I'm skipping around. I'm not saying everything here. Um, denim skirt, uh, hobby skirt, leather skirt, uh, maxi skirt. Yep, I got a couple of Man those. Mandela skirt. Mandela skirt. I've never even heard of that nope. one. Um, a poodle skirt. Yep. A rah rah skirt. That's so funny. I would <laughs> never have thought all of these different ones would have names like this, but of course they do. A yeah, of course. A scooter skirt, a skater skirt, a swing skirt, a T-skirt, which sounds very funny. Yeah, I don't you know, know. It sounds like a T-shirt, T-skirt. <laughs> it actually here, a T-skirt is a skirt made from a T-shirt. Oh, no way. <laughs> sure. The T-shirt is, is generally modified to result in a pencil skirt. Yeah. With invisible zippers, full-length uh, two-way separating side zippers as well as artful fabric overlays and yokes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you have a uh, prairie skirt, mm -hmm. a trouser skirt, and the, the final one on this list is a tulip skirt. Yes. So yeah, there are 44 different. I Again, I didn't mention all of them. I went through probably about half of them. The and thing. in the late 80s, there were probably just a few that <laughs> were very fashionable and the yeah. the one that would go with um, like a, a suit with a skirt for women, um, not, not right. a pantsuit, which has become more common now, but a skirt. Right. 
that was usually an A-line or a pencil skirt that went with a suit. Right. And big shoulder pads for the 80s. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when when Harry says that to her, she actually Sally smiles. Mm-hmm. You know, she she's she's like she I think she's saying to herself, wow, I can't believe he noticed that. Right. I think so. Because she know, asks, I do. And she's kind right, of because she doesn't think she looks good in them. Well, yeah, she clearly doesn't wear them that often. Um right. but yeah. And, and I love how she she looks down at her her whole wardrobe <laughs> when he says that. Yeah. It's true. Saying is this and when she's looking down, you can see there's an elderly couple sitting on like a, uh, I guess a, it's not a couch. It's uh, they're, they're sitting on the marble steps behind her. Oh no! And there's a security guard, and it looks like they're they're reading a paper. Now, for me, it would be very strange if someone would just go into the museum and sit and read a paper. You know, I don't know. To me, that's strange. People definitely, but, definitely do. You get out of the rain. It's a free museum. You go in. And this is one of the things I didn't mention yesterday was the the Temple of Dendor. I don't know how, but it's almost always abandoned, like you see in the scene. Like, you might assume, oh, they just cleared it, and there's just not – there's very, very few people in it. It doesn't look like one of the most popular museums in New York City. There's nobody walking oh, around, wow. but hmm. the temple is almost always nearly empty. I it, I don't know if it's just a big enough space or that people go and only go once, but I think if you were, if you needed a place to go and sit quiet and look at something beautiful while you read the paper, you would, people do go to museums and okay. sit. All right. That's fair. That's fair. It's a very new year. And York at this point, there. yeah, for sure. <laughs> At this point, Harry decides to inject a little bit of humor into the situation. He goes, you know, I have a a theory that hieroglyphics are really an ancient comic strip about a character named Sphinxy. (laughs) Yeah, he's basically trying to deflect. Like, this is a big, let me change the tone of this. I've just admitted I notice her in skirts and let me... And I asked her out. Yeah, and I asked her out and she said no. I mean, she didn't say, no, I wouldn't go with you. She said, no, I'm busy. Correct. But she still shot you down. So, yeah, it's a that moment is super deflecting because she won't let him deflect either. She comes right back to it. Correct. Um, and, you know, he, he he's... <laughs> I mean, it's first of all, it's it's Billy Crystal. There's no question about it. You can you can see that this is a Billy Crystal line. Yeah. That he's throwing in there because he just does it really, really. Um, it it, it comes. It's right off the cuff. Yeah. You know, it flows with the way that he does it. You know, so uh, so what, what do you know about hieroglyphics? Um, very little, except that they're a language that is rooted in. Pictograms and um, that's all I know. <laughs> okay. Do you, uh, well, it's from ancient Egypt. Yep. Okay, that that's where it originated. Do you know how many different distinct characters they have in hieroglyphics that they found? No. Over a thousand distinct characters. That makes sense. I mean, if you're gonna create a whole language with it, you'd have yeah. to. Well, I'll, you know, our language is twenty six. You know, letters. <laughs> 26 letters, you're right. So, <laughs> so you know, 1,000, 26, I don't know. 
Um, do, do you know where the, 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 the name hieroglyph comes from? No. It's, it's actually Greek. Sure. Um, and it means uh, sacred carving. Oh, okay. Um, so, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like a petroglyph is a carving in a rock, so. There you go. Um, so hieroglyphics, uh, the, the term started being used in around the, 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 the late 16th uh, century, around 1590 was when they, they first recorded the fact that, uh, you know, you had the word hieroglyph that was a, a noun. Okay. The, the first full sentence that they found that was discovered was in the, uh, tomb of, uh, Set which uh, dates to the second Egyptian dynasty, which is the 28th or 27th century BC. Whoa. So yeah, it, it goes back uh, really, really far. It does. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I mean, I, I love the way that, that Harry brings, brings the idea of hieroglyphics to modern times by saying it's like a comic strip. Right. About a character you know. named Sphinxy, which is so That's great. Right. <laughs> so uh comic strips when do you think uh, they they were created oof around the creation of newspapers i would guess but i don't actually know if a comic book or a comic strip was first no right now we're talking about comic strips we're i mean we talked a lot about comic we even talked a little bit about comic strips uh, a few weeks ago but you know just uh i guess somewhat of a refresher even though some of the, the information is a little different you know, um, about the whole thing because then oh. we talked about the uh, word bubbles. Yeah, gotcha. uh, okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably the sixteen or seventeen hundreds. They would put some. No, sort of... it was it was the the late eighteen hundreds. Oh, for a strip. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, for a comic strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically there are hundreds, if not thousands, of different comic strips that they've, uh, you know, that they use in American newspapers. For almost the entire 20th century, there are at least 200 different comic strips and cartoon panels, and they they made about 73,000 new ones every year. You oh, know, wow. uh, yeah, distinct yeah. distinct panels. You know, wow. you have them sometimes in magazines, but it was mostly you know in the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 longest. How long do you think the longest running American comic strip is? Like Oof. when you know how long. How long did it last? Garfield was around, around for a long time. I would say probably, I don't know, 30 or 40 years for some of them. I can't give okay, you a, so, a guess. All right, I mean, I've, I've gone, I've, I have a, the top 10 list of these, and I think yeah. I've heard of four of them. Oh, wow. You know, okay. the, I haven't even heard of the others. Or maybe uh-huh. at least I, I've heard of five. Okay. So number 10 is Little Orphan Annie, which yes. ran for 86 years. From Whoa. 1924 to 2010. I remember it, reading it as a kid. It was very yeah. old seeming. Well, was, I, I I was thrown off about the fact that, you know, they never had pupils. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, they, they all look, you know, they all it look like they... It was a very they, distinct they... way of looking, a way yes. of drawing. Yeah. Correct. Uh, number nine is Bringing Up Father, nope. which I'd never heard of, which was a comic strip that lasted for 87 years from 1913 to 2000. Whoa, um, then you have okay. you have another one you have another one called Alley Oop. Again, I remember something that I haven't one. heard of. Yep. Well, it's still it's still running. It started okay. in 1932 and it's still running today. So yep. that's already 90 years, 90 uh, 91 years approximately. Uh, Dick Tracy, 
started yep. in 1931, still running today. Blondie. Yeah. I used to always love love that one. Uh, that was from <laughs> 1930 and is still running. Wow. Um, you have Popeye. Sure. Which started in 1919 and is still running. You have number four, Barney Google and Snuffy Smith. Never heard of that. <laughs> no, I've never heard of also, that one. Also started in 1919. Uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not started in 1918. I didn't know that uh, was a comic. Yeah. Gasoline Alley. I've, I've heard of it. I can't place it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. That started in 1918. And then the longest running uh, American comic strip is the Cats and Jammer Kids, which I've never heard of. Never and heard it of ran it ran from 1897 to 2006 for a total of 109 years. Whoa. I mean, yeah. That, that's just amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm not going to get too much into it, but, <clears throat> but the, the, we, he mentions the fact Sphinxes. So I just looked at the Sphinx and I was, I was shocked. I thought the Sphinx was only in Egypt, but they have Sphinx all over the world. There are Sphinx oh, wow. that they found in Greece. And they're they're you know in the far east they found some uh, uh, some Sphinx imagery, and I didn't even know that. Did you know that the Freemasons also have Sphinx imagery? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. But that, that was probably from reading Dan Brown's books. I didn't remember. <laughs> More uh, I've I've read yeah. his books, but I, I didn't remember that 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 aspect of it. But uh, yeah, yeah, they no. take a lot of ancient Egyptian imagery for their stuff the thing that thro that hits me with this every time they talk about a character named sphinxy and it'd be interesting to look it up and i should have done it right before this is it makes me think of the french comic asterix okay that yeah. would be a little different and that's basically about a viking and a whole different yeah. way mm -hmm. i wonder if that was sort of coloring where it came from but maybe it's just the use of the x sound that made me think of asterix right it could be Interesting. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So then their, their conversation continues because, as you said earlier, Sally does not let him off the hook. And she goes, you know, Harry. No. I think you should get out there, too. Oh, I'm not ready. You should. I would not be good for anybody right now. It's time. So, you know, she's, yeah. she's, she's pushing him a little bit. That, that he should also date. We saw that he's still somewhat depressed that Helen left him. I can't figure out why. Because, you know. I, yeah. I don't think that, that based on what we know of, of him and Helen, I don't know why he even thought that they, they would be, you know, uh, acceptable to one another. You know, that type of thing. Even, yeah. I mean, in a few oh, weeks, absolutely. in a few weeks, we'll meet them and they're, it, they're just, she's very cold to him, you know, so. Yeah. I don't know. He's. And. I mean, we're not meant to like him. Here that, so. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, Mr. Zero knew first. That's right. Et cetera. But. Um, I think he's still trying to protect himself because through this whole exchange, he's still using his funny voice. Yes. Like he's not really, he's not quite going to the pepper and paprikash extent of it, but he's definitely, I'm not ready. Like it's still in his like silly voice, but he's trying to sort of protect and deflect. Whereas Sally's very much like, no, if you get out there, we'll be on the same page again and you'll be dating and I'll be dating and we can go back to just being friends and not have this extra layer within right. us. For sure. And uh and then that pretty much ends their 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 time in, in the Met. 
and then the scene changes and yeah. we see the two of them in a in Harry's almost empty apartment uh playing with a large <laughs> carpet and and yes. Harry starts talking it was the most uncomfortable night of my life and Sally just then responds and says see it has to go this way um right. know, she definitely is very observant and we'll, we'll get more into it tomorrow about the whole thing of what they're doing and stuff like that but you know, I I, yeah. I like the fact that they just quickly cut to the aftermath of their dates, so that you know they're they're still willing to to get together and hang out. You know, and then this is basically the point where they're starting to tell each other, you know, about how their dates went and things like that, which we'll get into a little right. bit later in the week. Also, we'll talk about that. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script? No, I like the way it works, and it's always a little uncomfortable because. Um, Harry has put himself out there and Sally's sort of okay with where he's going, but still shuts right. it down. And it's a good balance of sort of moving forward in their relationship and really cementing that idea that men and women can be friends. Correct. Sort of. Sort of. Exactly. <laughs> I think yeah. the sort of is the important part there. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the, the script, again, there, there are a few minor discrepancies here. Um, when Harry says to her, what do you have, a hot date? So in, in the movie, she says, well, yeah. In the script, it says, as a matter of fact, I do. But I think it flows better the way that they do it in the movie. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they, they changed yeah. that along the way. And then when Sally tries to deflect and say that she doesn't want to tell him about it, she says, well, I was going to tell you, but I don't know. I felt strange about it. So Harry goes, why? She said, I don't know. We've been so. And then Harry says, hey, it's fine with me. We're friends. You know, they add that that sentence in there. Oh. Um, which which changes the whole dynamic because you know we read into it that okay, you know he might have somewhere inside of him, you know, feelings that this is wrong. And then Sally goes, mm-hmm. "You sure?" And he goes, "I'm sure." And then it says Harry leans in cons- conspiratorially. Is that what you're wearing? You know that. <laughs> I like also that they've shot that much further apart. She's walking yes. away and he right. observes it as opposed to a lean in um, gossipy right. type right. moment. And then when, when Sally tells uh, Harry that he should start dating, he goes, well, maybe I will. You know, in the movie, we don't get him oh. uh, agreeing at all. You know, as far as, as far as the movie's concerned, you know, we're not sure if that's really going to happen or not. So, yeah. yeah, no, I like I like the way that they 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 play this one out. I think it works. It works really well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, so um, every Tuesday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track Dating Courting Edition. So uh, where my guests mm-hmm. will give some sort of uh, story, adventure, misadventure, uh, something that happened to them along the course of life that's uh, connected to either uh, dating or courting. So Jess, you have a story. I do. I chose sort of um, a story that's similar to this, where I reached out and tried to cross the line with a friend and they said, wow. no, thank okay. you. Um, don't worry, I'm marrying him next door. Oh. So it worked out. Um, <laughs> and so basically I had wanted to date a friend for, I don't know, maybe a year before 
um, this moment had happened and I'd had a crush and we were friends. We would go to the movies. We would go out to dinner as friends and I was ready to see if we could make it something more, but we worked together. So it wasn't really an option, I guess, in his head. And so a friend of mine suggested, well, why don't you write him a letter, something to like make it clear what you mean as opposed to hinting at things. And so I did. I wrote a very Victorian style letter and said all the things and reasons I liked him. No, not the reasons I liked him. I was Let a me little too embarrassed to say that. <laughs> I, wrote a, I wrote a letter that said all the reasons I thought he was awesome. Okay. And anything, basically, I would not be embarrassed if it made it into the newspaper, which is my mom's suggestion. Never put anything in writing you don't want to see in print. Okay. And... So I just wrote the reasons I thought he was awesome and signed it. And I emailed it to him. And either later that day or the next day, I got a text from him that just said, thank you for the letter. And that was it. (laughs) 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 It was rough. I'm not going to lie. It was a little heartbreaking in some ways. And that was in like November. And I don't think we had to see each other much over the December getting ready to finals and stuff like that. And then when the semester in the spring was getting ready to start, we both wanted to see 1917. Wasn't that the movie that yes. came out mm-hmm. about World War II? Yeah. Yeah. World we War both I. wanted to see it. And so, World War I. yeah, World War One. Right. And I asked him if we could go see it, just trying to pretend that I hadn't done anything. And he said yes. And so, we were able to be back at, we're just friends who go to the movies. Okay. Um, So we did survive that, but I was pleased that I had at least put myself out there. And he said, no, well, no, he said, thank you. And then (laughs) said, no. (laughs) Okay. That that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) I'm I'm glad that things turned around. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Even though, even though it was a little bumpy on, on the way, you know, it was a little bumpy no he said he appreciated my honesty when we talked about it later okay good so that was nice and what was his what was his excuse for just saying thank you (laughs) he he didn't want he didn't want to date somebody at work Uh okay all right yeah i'm I'm glad you were able to make him change his mind (laughs) (laughs) all right Great. So you want to tell people once again uh, where they can find uh, Dr. Jess Rogers? You can find me on Twitter um, at in underscore entertain, which is a callback to my original movie blog, um, Insight into Entertainment. Excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review and subscribe on any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. You can find me by doing a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on my website, movearoundminute.com. You can find me on Twitter and you can find me on Facebook. So Jess, you feel like coming back again tomorrow and uh, maybe we'll continue talking in the apartment? I will be here. All right. We'll we'll have to just see how this uh, carpet fits in or something like that. I don't know. All right. So until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. With all your faults, I love you still. It had to be you. Wonderful you, had to be you.